morning, Soraya. Hey, Jeff. So we've been trying to get more bangles for a while, and today's the day. This is episode three in an in a hopeful installment of four yes. of Meet the Bangles yes. <laughs> or the Bangles on the Paisley Underground. Exactly. Uh, the Paisley Under. See, I'm so nervous. I forgot our our podcast name on Paisley Stage Raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> about and the Paisley Underground. we've got Vicki Peterson, another Ooh. one of our unicorns. Yes, very exciting, very exciting. So I say we jump into this. Oh, man, I'm, I'm nervous. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm here, I'm here. Let's do it. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tune. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agrubiar. Let's get groovy. Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, for our listeners, Jeff, you and I are huge fans of today's guests. I yes, mean, it just goes without saying. And today, for our listeners, we have the most special of special guests. We have the one and only Vicki Peterson. Yay! <laughs> Woo! And it goes wild. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Vicki, you need to know that for us, you are another unicorn for us because you we've always wanted to have you on, and today you're here. So today is a very special, special day. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, amazing. And uh, first of all, so uh, Jeff and I and listeners want to thank you for joining us today on Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. And we have lots of questions that we want to ask in the time that we've got about your various musical projects and groups, uh, Continental Drifters, Psycho Sisters, Action Skulls. We also have a few questions about the Paisley Underground, but we want to start today with asking something about the bangles and the bangs, okay. the bangles. Yes. So Vicky, we wanted to ask you about this band, the bangs, the bangles. Heard of them? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so our question for you, and we hope the bangles go on for many, many years to, to come. But at this point in the band's career, we were wondering uh, how you would like to see the legacy of the bangles. Hmm. I would like to see a legacy for the Bengals uh, in general. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, it's funny, it's sort of like we've reached this point where the uh, focus or the energy is sort of more on, on that, like how do we sculpt our image for future you know, listeners and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. And I, and I realize it, it seems such a grand word to use legacy but it really actually at this moment in time it seems like a um, something that's worth uh, focusing on so um, I would love to see the bangles be you know respected in the pantheon of bands from Los Angeles of the, that certain era but also you know as uh, you know as a as a good rock band yeah. and uh, you know I mean um, the, our beginnings to me were always something that it, I never left the garage in certain ways, sort of uh, philosophically and, and musically, unfortunately, for <laughs> in some ways. <laughs> but, um, Thank God. So Thank I, God. I, I, well, I, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's something about that. So um, in recent years, actually, the Bengals have been sort of going back and um, revisiting our earliest material. Uh, we started playing with Annette Zelinskas again as our bass player um, and just kind of taking that that energy as a way to, to move forward. And, and I think in, in some ways that is, is, will be our next few years. Like I think we may spend the next few years kind of looking back. Okay. So Vicki, I wanna ask, so then looking back who were your musical influences when that garage band version of the Bangs was starting out? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, of course, goes without saying the Beatles. Um, you know, it's, uh, they were just the childhood loves. They were the band that got me so excited about pop music and rock music and what it could do, not just 
as entertainment, but what it could do culturally and and um, you know for your for your life right. really, and and how it can change any emotional moment. Um, and so, so obviously Beatles huge. Um, but then I was also very influenced by songwriters like Paul Simon and Joni Mitchell and Carol King and um, the storytelling, the sort of impact on intimate lyrical content and, and getting inside um, a song that way through, through the lyrics. So I really, that's something that always uh, interested me and sort of inspired me to try and emulate. I don't think I was ever really successful, but I did tend to write songs that were sort of like short stories and I still do, yeah. so. I'll disagree that you weren't very successful. We had a, <laughs> we had a podcast uh, just focusing on all over the place. And I think Soraya said, it, if she didn't say it once, she probably said it 10 times, what a badass you were with this. Oh, 100%. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I, I like hearing that, that um, background of, you know, not just great rock and roll, but also storytellers and kind of, you know, mixing the two. And then we get all these, uh, all these great songs. And um, as I'm sure you're aware, or, you know, if not, we'll let you know, our pack, our podcast focuses on exactly that, that kind of uh, moment in time in LA, in the LA music scene of the Paisley Underground. And we wanted to ask you what, when you hear the term or when you think of the term Paisley Underground, what does it mean to you? Hmm. Um, I love that we have that term. I mean, some people might be irritated by it, but I am a proud card carrying member of the Paisley Underground. And I'm, um, I love it. I love that we have sort of this moniker and this flag to to stand under, and and uh, the bands that are encompassed by that title and stand under that flag, you know, are are just some of my favorite bands from that era and beyond. And then we have other bands that I think Steve Wynn and I both used the term um, Paisley adjacent. Right. Uh, that uh, <laughs> that that I'll you know bands like Green on Red and and uh, you know who I completely adore as well. I I just think it was it was just kind of a magical thing to happen at that moment in time. Um, people came. I mean, I'm a native Californian, so are all of the Bengals native Californians, but most many of the members of the Paisley Underground were, you know, immigrants to LA and um, didn't grow up there, but we all landed there at the same time in a small, you know, conscribed physical area and we found each other. And I just find that kind of magical. It really does feel magical. And Soraya and I are definitely waving this flag around, even though it, it represented a relatively short amount of time mm -hmm. where this was happening and things grew out of that and grew past that. But one of the things that we've learned, so Vicki, this is our 120th episode. Oh my gosh, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, one of the things that we've learned is there were a, quite a few events where these bands of the Paisley Underground or uh, the primary bands would get together and um, have these events together. Um, one of them we've learned about is the Catalina Island trip. <laughs> yes. And then also we learned about that Green on Red was hosting some barbecue events where you, uh -huh. I understand that you were at at least the Catalina Island. I was at both those events. Well, and the Green on Red barbecue, there were a couple of barbecues, but I do remember one particularly that it might've been at Danny's House, so I'm not sure. Maybe Chris's. Um, and I and I remember being there too. It was. Um, You're one of the few that we've learned that actually admit to being at the barbecue, other than Chris Cacavez. <laughs> other than whom? Sorry. Chris Cacavez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been at Chris's house. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yes, but I do remember that. I I'm I'm picturing it. I can remember the backyard and the apartment. Is there anything in particular that you remember about this Catalina trip? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, anything I, you can I, share? I'm not at liberty to say. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I do remember, I, 
it's it cracks me up at this point in time when I think that a bunch of us got on a boat and went to Catalina to camp overnight. And I can't tell you that any of us brought anything remotely like a tent, but I think somebody must have. And um, <laughs> I, just sleep, I think I had a sleeping bag, um, I think. But I do remember that it was um, somebody's general idea. Oh, it's all gonna be great. We're just gonna sleep outside. As a matter of fact, we have this, there's this golf course and we could just camp out on the golf course. And we're like, okay. So um, I do remember this is like now it's, you know, maybe nine or 10, it's dark. And we uh, find the golf, golf course and we're all walking, at, walking on this golf course. And obviously the caretakers or somebody saw us and turned the sprinklers on us. So <laughs> I do remember that. So we had to change plans quickly. <laughs> wow. And we found a hillside to camp on and um, didn't know where we were. And we woke up the next morning and we were sort of just uphill from a school. And I think Annette said it was a girl's school or something, but we didn't, we had no idea where we were. I love that this event taking place, just the fact that it's these band members, musicians in this communal activity or overnight activity, what have you. I just love the camaraderie <laughs> that, Absolutely. that made the scene gel. It was just, again, it was just, it was, it was a bit of magic. Oh my gosh. Uh, right now, I'm just <laughs> trying to imagine this. Uh, a bunch <laughs> of musicians out on this golf course, sprinklers on, and then they find a hillside. And, and everyone we've asked about this, they all come back to, it was really kind of like this bonding moment. And I think that's what our listeners and I mean, Jeff and I are fans, you know, Jeff is the musician of the pair. I'm, you know, I'm just a fan. I just like the music, but um, all of our listeners go back to what's really interesting about this nucleus of bands is the camaraderie and friendship that seems to have transcended the years as well. It's just continued on. So we wanted to ask about then 2013 comes and we get these reunion shows and we get this beautiful album three by four. And we yeah. wanted to ask you about that. What got the ball rolling on this reunion show? The first reunion show. There, um, there was two. There uh, was one in San Francisco, right? We're talking about the, yes. the actual. The, the one at the Fonda. Yeah. Yeah. The one at the Fonda, the one in San Francisco. There was, so there were two of them. Um, Man, I am trying to really remember. I, I can't remember how it started. I okay. don't remember how it got started. I really don't. Um, I remember being on the phone with Danny Benair. I remember uh, talking to Steve about it. Um, I can tell you that the, I can tell you how the record started. <laughs> that I do remember. Please. Because, um, because we had had this experience together um, and if, if the Catalina trip was, you know, our, our you know, corporate bonding retreat, um, <laughs> then then the, uh, the the shows at, at the Fonda and the Waldorf were um, were the reunion shows. Absolutely, I mean, it's like a school reunion, mm -hmm. and it felt almost exactly like a school reunion. Um, and afterwards, they're just like, that was too much fun. We need to do it again. What else can we do? And and. At that point, it was getting very complicated to try and get bands in the physical space together again. Um, and that's when I, it was on, on the phone with Danny Benair and, and we just came up with the idea of doing a record and performing it in such a way to, instead of trying to like, let's all, let's all write a bunch of new material and, and uh, you know, and it, th that didn't seem feasible at that moment either. And so the idea was to just kind of honor each other and ourselves by covering each other's music. And we, we unspokenly, I don't think that we didn't put up these parameters that I remember specifically, but we all ended up picking very early works from the other bands, you know, that we, uh, that we wanted to honor. I love it. We we're we're big fans of three by four, and we were at the signing event at Freak Beat where you were kind of oh fun copies. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yes. And uh, oh, one of good. our episodes, we were able to visit Jim Hill in his studio, 
And while we were in the studio doing one of our episodes, he pointed to a little room off from where we were at and mentioned that that you and Debbie were at one point in there singing background vocals for a rain parade. So a rain parade, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so what a joy. Yeah. Really <laughs> How fun. I mean, I it's it, life is great when you realize uh, you know all these years pass and then you get to sing on a rain parade record. <laughs> Yeah, it, Rain Parade is very high on our echelon as well. Yeah. Oh, they should be. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. And we did, uh, Soraya and I were up front, right in front of you at the Los Angeles show at the Fonda, um, right pretty much at the, at your feet, if you will. And we love, <laughs> we love the moment when you said, for tonight, we're the bangs. Yeah. Yeah. We were. Hope I didn't spit on you. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Our, that's a badge of honor. Badge of <laughs> that far front. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Sharing this very special situation with us. These four bands, as you know, throughout the evening and possibly throughout history, um, have been friends and roommates and housemates and sleeping bag mates, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> For years and years, there's and years. a book. There's definitely a, there's a, a book, book. Yeah, yeah, waiting to be somewhere. written. And uh, we've just been having the most amazing, beautiful time seeing these guys again and hearing this music again. And I hope you've been enjoying it too. And just for tonight, we're the bangs. though we had a chance to meet you Vicky at the um at Freak Beat the fir first time I met you was um you were signing all over the place at a place called Lose Records in Encinitas when all over the place first came out um which was very exciting by the way are you photoshopped on the cover of all over the place I am not okay I am live and in person okay Susanna is photoshopped oh, oh, cool. <laughs> well look at that that's why I'm slightly blurry. <laughs> huh. it's, it's, a, it's a great photo. I like I was moving. <laughs> I was in motion. Another time that I had the opportunity to meet you, Vicki, is the band um, Continental Drifters was doing a couple shows in Los Angeles. And at this show, I think almost every member, if not every member, was present. And you guys rotated mm -hmm. through a bunch of songs. And it was a great, great evening. One, one of my best shows. I, I think I've counted that I've been to a a little over a thousand concerts in my life and this was oh my in my in my top in my top echelon of shows that those were those continental drifter shows were great we wanted to find out what how you thought about being a member of that band uh, a super group if you will oh, right literally a super yeah. group. and and that night actually was a phenomenal night on so many levels um again a, a reunion that many thought would never happen but um all the all the stars aligned and it was really um very precious the continental drifters um in in so many ways i've said this before but but in so many ways they just saved my life um there was a, a definitely a time it was just post bangles and i was going through some some personal things i um my fiance had passed away and i felt like I wasn't even sure if music was going to be um, something I wanted to continue to do, if it really had any real value in my life anymore. And coming into the Continental Drifters in a very sideways fashion, because we, um, Susan Council and I were were just performing as the Psycho Sisters at that. This is now 1991, 92, and uh, we sort of found the Continental Drifters in an oblique way and completely fell in love with them on all kinds of levels and um, every level there is. <laughs> and, um, and luckily managed to become full-fledged members of the band instead of just kind of the backup singers and the auxiliary members. Um, but the Drifters are just um, a, a precious time. And um, that music again, 
uh, reignited my love and enthusiasm for storytelling and in song and being in a band with songwriters like Peter Holzapfel and a guitar player like Robert Mache and you know the, these uh, you know fantastic musicians um, I always felt like I just kind of stepped back and was just the happy I was just kind of like the puppy at the end of the you know stage wagging its tail and just being happy to be there you know because <laughs> um, there was so much great stuff happening all around me in that band it's what what an amazing band they were absolutely yeah and that night was very very special I volunteered as a as an usher that night so I was seating people <laughs> oh smart <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that worked out well for me <laughs> oh that's great I love it story of my life Somebody's little girl to someone else's wife What happened in between is the dying of a dream And that's the story of my life ask about the Psycho Sisters, especially since, um, you know, just piggybacking on that. We've uh -huh. highlighted the music of the Psycho Sisters before on our podcast. And oh, we were you. very, very big fans. And we wanted to know how you and Susan started this project. <laughs> like, was that just kind of, again, another magical moment? It kind of was, actually. It's, it's funny because, um, Again, it was just, I just come back from, I lived in Philadelphia for a year um, with my fiance and I just come back to Los Angeles. And Susan and I, um, although we met way back in 1978, wow. we actually um, became inseparable friends in the late eighties. So like, you know, 10 years later, eight, 1988, I'd say, um, we became just reconnected. We reconnected and um, became very important to each other. And, and uh, Susan, of course, a fantastic singer, one of my favorite voices on the planet, um, had never really written a song before. And I was always, you know, kind of nudging her in that direction. Like, why don't you play a little guitar? Why don't you? She's like, oh, my brother's always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to play. Yeah, just sing. Shake this tambourine, maybe, you know. And um, so, but I was trying to encourage her and she started doing that. And I got a phone call from her at four o'clock in the morning once and she's like I'm so sorry to wake you and I said oh, actually I'm just going to bed um <laughs> and she was in a bit of a panic because she woke up with a song and she didn't know what to do with it so um I kind of talked her down off the ledge and and uh do you have a tape recorder in the house anywhere and uh she went out to the garage and found a cassette and she it was it was um it was this amazing process and she had written the song the rain that became the rain song oh, great um great or written you know i'd say 99 of it i helped her with the bridge and a few other things but really it was her first song believe it or not well, i don't think about as much anymore frankly the topic has We got together and started playing that and you know as we were singing and then we started singing together and she made a comment to me that I took as the, the highest compliment pretty much on the planet which was she said I sounded like it was like singing with her brothers oh. singing with me and um, you know and I was a huge Castles fan as a kid and uh, so our, we found our voices blended in a really a different way from, I'd say, the Bangles blend, which is also a really special thing that happens on the planet. But Susan and I, I just really enjoyed singing together. So we started writing together and it was really easy to write with her. 
um, even though she was a very beginning songwriter. And so that's when we decided, okay, we need to make this happen. This is, this is something that, that we need to move forward with. And so we put together a band and then we fired the band and then we <laughs> kind of played by ourselves. And then we, you know, and then we met the Drifters. Oh, wow. Okay, I have to add a little tag question here because um, one of our Bengal band friends, Matt Berry, uh -huh. has a question. Will there ever be another Psycho Sisters record? That's an excellent question. Susan and I were just laughing at each other because although we started writing songs in 91, 92, we didn't put out a record until 2012. <laughs> so we're like, well, let's see another 20 years. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> mm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be around. <laughs> um, but I, I was just flipping through some notebooks the other day, literally, um, and, and was coming across lyrics that Susan and I have written that we have not recorded. And I just saw her recently and I said, you know what? There could be another Psycho Sisters record in us. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past, I'm, I'm not gonna take that out of the realm of possibilities because I don't like to take anything out of that realm anymore these days. Okay. So I, I would love for that to happen and I, I, it's not impossible. Okay. I'm that, okay. <laughs> I would love for that to happen too. And we, for we all would. <laughs> we all would. Including our listener, Matt Berry, who wanted to yes. know that. Ah, uh, great. Okay, Matt, you got it. <laughs> if you want, I'll share these things. Searing heartache. Wouldn't you take these shooting stars from my veins? Swallow. this lead us to where we wanted to get to as quickly as possible and that's this band action skulls um, uh, yes. so um we wanted to talk about angel's hair and by the way i love um the opening track mainstream from the your the debut album mm -hmm. I, I guess i can say debut now that you have you can <laughs> you see the river flowing through So this band is primarily you and your husband, John, and Bill, right? We, I say Moomy, is that right? It's Moomy, correct. Okay. Um, so the three- Think of M-O-O-M, <laughs> yes. So the three of you make up Action Skulls. So how did this one come together? I mean, two of you live together, so that helps, right? Yeah, there's that. So two thirds of us are, are we're, we're intact. Um, we, another just sort of serendipitous moment, we happened to be at a Christmas party at the home of the lovely Angela Cartwright, who I'm sure your listeners know to be Bill's sister on Lost in Space. Yes. And they have been lifelong friends wow. and partners in, in many different business ventures. Um, and she and her husband are just lovely and host an annual Christmas party. And John and I were happy that we kind of, kind of snuck in on the coattails of Bill who we've been getting to know in various kind of crazy ways, uh, just to just to cross another T here, Bill and John first met up, I think at a pub in the San Fernando Valley where John's brother, Bob, used to perform, I think every Saturday, he would do four sets a night of just meticulously perfectly played 60s songs. And, um, and Bill would show up because Bill can play any instrument and knows every song pretty much ever written since probably 1958. Um, and he's one of those ridiculous wells of, of knowledge. And so they kind of connected tangentially and we got invited to his party. We were thrilled. John was in a cloud over the idea of being at Angela Cartwright's house, which was so cute. Um, <laughs> And we were the guests that wouldn't leave because there was a guy who would play piano all night long at the party and knew every song from the 60s. And the three of us sat there and sang 
and sang for until two, three in the morning. And, and the crazy thing for me, and again, I'm gonna say that every musical venture I've really pursued has centered around this sort of thermodynamic uh, aspect of vocals. It's, it's when singing with somebody becomes something other than the sum of its parts. It's, it's like, it, it just becomes, uh, the overtones happen. Things happen in the air around you that that is just kind of, I wish I knew physics, you know, because there's something happening. And it happened with Susan Council, it happened with the Continental Drifters, it happened with the Bengals, it happened with Bill and John and I singing together at this piano. We don't sound anything alike. The three voices couldn't be more different. And yet when we sing together, it does this thing. So we just, that night said, we need to uh, record. We need to do something. We need to make a record. Wow. And the two boys got very excited about this idea and got all of it. Okay, what are we gonna call it? Okay, we're gonna call it the Peace Skulls. No, we gotta call it the Action Figures. No, man. And all of a sudden it was like, what are you, 12? I mean, guys, hello? And so I'm the diplomat. And so Action Skulls, a name which sounds nothing like our music <laughs> at all, which then I kind of in my perverse way kind of liked. Yeah, when I when I see the name Action Skulls, I'm thinking Iron Maiden or right, right, as you should. Right. <laughs> Definitely a branding problem here, people. <laughs> so last year, the band Action Skulls put out an acoustic or had an acoustic release with a different world. And listen to these titles for our listeners who I'm sure have already heard it: A Different World, Social Distancing Blues, The Stay at Home Blues. Um, quarantined when I see you again, right? So all of these things born out of this situation that we're in. And Very subtle. <laughs> no physical release, only a digital release. Is there yes. a plan to put out a digital release or, I'm sorry, a physical release or is the idea to leave it as a digital release? I think that one, because of how it was born, when it was born and how we are living our lives um, in 2020, um, will remain a digital release. Okay. Um, it was a, a crazy thing. It was one of those things where Bill, who is sort of psychotically prolific, um, literally just kind of vomited up these songs in a, a two weeks or less. And he sent us one of them. Uh, and uh, we on our YouTube channel, we did a, a little uh, self-interview segment um, Action Skulls Music on YouTube. And we, we talked about this a little bit, but um, John and I used to have this joke about Bill where, where he would, um, we'd send him something, we'd send him a little idea for a song. This is just like a stupid demo. It's, got, it's just nothing, but you know, maybe we can make it into something. And it would come back literally, you know, four hours later, completely rebuilt with a new bass part and a new this. I mean, he just, Bill is just, he's just, on it, it's what he does, it's what he loves with all his heart and soul. So um, we, we kind of thought it'd be funny when he sent us said, look, I wrote this song. <laughs> it's kind of a bluegrass song. And it's, I think it was, um, I think the first one was um, Social Distancing Blues. Because I wrote the song about, you know, what we're going, all going through right now. And it's just kind of funny and it's a little bluegrassy. And we said, oh, it's really, it's really great. And I, and I was like, John, come on, let's go in the studio. And we went in the studio and just dumped a bunch of harmonies on it without telling him that we were going to do that. And we sent it back to him and said, ta-da! Wow. <laughs> and then every day we'd get a new song from him. <laughs> like, well, here, here's this one. And so then very shortly after that, we had what became A Different World. Well, hello, people. What a crazy scene. Here we all are in quarantine. Let's not be foolish. Let's do what's best. Try taking deep breaths. Get lots of rest. Cause we're social distancing now. But someday soon, I hope, we'll be dancing together again. Meanwhile, wash lots of soap. Don't be cranky. 
don't freak out Cough into a hanky Try not to pout Cause we're social distancing now Nice. I love it. I love the release. I'm all thank you. I'm, I, I do too. Even though it's it's very much um, in some ways it was Bill's record because he really he birthed it. But then John and I just sort of implanted ourselves all over it. I, I mean, <laughs> the, your your fingerprints are all over it too. The two. Yes, the two it of is. absolutely. Uh, me being an old school vinyl guy, I, I wanted to be able to put this on a turntable and play it, but. Um, Playing yeah. out of a digital device will work for me too. Yeah. So what's up? Well, you have some new bangle vinyl you can play. Yes. I've... Yeah. So I just jumped over that, didn't I? <laughs> right into it. So I did. Are, you, are you talking about the new versions of Sweetheart of the Sun and the Doll Revolution? I am. Yeah. So the 21st century releases by the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, I had the original version of Sweetheart of the Sun, which apparently goes for over a hundred dollars or something now. So I was glad that it makes it a, it made it a little <laughs> bit easier. But Doll Revolution was something I've been waiting for on vinyl for for quite a while, for a decade. Oh well. So I'm. Oh, that's great. Well, we did it for you. I mean, really, we did. <laughs> Thank you. We we did it for you and for the people who really love vinyl. Yeah. So I, I was in line to get that on record store day, and it it didn't happen. Uh, couple people before me got the last version but oh. I was able to uh, a week and a half later after <laughs> much bidding I was able to get a copy so the score went oh good for you Jeff <laughs> thank you for finally putting that out but we wanted to know so action skulls I understand that could be recording some new material absolutely now we have something that is very very close to completion we're just uh, finishing up a mix on on one of the songs and then it goes through mastering and then we will have brand new Action Skulls record. We've only, we released one video from this new um, record that's again on our YouTube channel. So there's a, a song called um, Rounding the Square. But so that's been out um, for uh, several months now, but um, we will have this record. We're thinking probably by, by early summer. Okay. Excellent. So how does that compare to I would say angel's hair, right? Because a different world is its own acoustic thing. I imagine yes. this is going to be a more of a full band kind of thing. How does it compare to angel's hair? It's more like angel's hair um, in that it is a full band. Uh, some of it in the, the the later part of the process was done in isolation. So a, a lot of this was done without us being in the same room. But most of the record was recorded with the three of us. Uh, in the same room at the same time, which is something I've missed dearly. I haven't seen Bill in a room in over a year. It's terrible. Um, so, but I'm really proud of it. It's it's um, it does have some sort of acoustic. We call it Canyon music, Laurel music, because it's it still harkens back to the early days of Laurel Canyon. Um, there are some songs on this that are um, more folk rock acoustic. But then there's a couple of real pop songs and uh, you know one or two up-tempo. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know about that. I don't know if they're really rock, but um, <laughs> but it's somewhere in that neighborhood anyway. And um, again, tons of vocals and um, thematically kind of all over the place. Okay, we're on board for that. Awesome. We're in. It's called it's called From a Running Horse. Oh. So we do have a title. Oh, nice. <laughs> you got a paper bag with billions inside of it. You got the rest of the world on a string. Why don't they just put a crown on your head and admit you're the king? They say you got no problem.
I'm looking forward to this. So summertime, hopefully we'll see that. So Vicki, we begged for a half an hour from you. We have a couple more quick questions if, if you have a little bit more. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, I can do that. Yeah. Oh. And I apologize about the video thing. I was having some no. technical issues. No, no worries. Okay, thanks. So we reached out to some, some Vicki Peterson fans and uh, some of our listeners, and we got a lot of questions that people wanted to ask you. So we figured we could do like a little rapid fire lightning round where these are pretty, I think, could be answered fairly quickly. Uh, <laughs> Except I'm very verbose, so I'll try and keep which, it down. That's, okay. and which, is fine. <laughs> which is fine. We're we're all we're all for that too. Um, but so so we had different people write in and have questions. And Soraya, I wanted to steal the one that I like the best first. If you don't. Okay, mind. go for it. <laughs> go. Cindy Ball from New York, New York asked. So Vicky, when you're in your car and a song comes on. And if you're singing along, are you singing melody or are you singing harmony? Oh, what a brilliant question. I think so. And, and chances are I'm singing the harmony. Uh, that's yeah. my, my natural go-to. Uh, I love it. Depends on the song though. Depends okay. on the song. Okay, I'll, I'll take that, <laughs> we'll take it. Okay, another question from uh, a listener from Spain, Diego Garcia Fuste. He asks, are there any plans for the Bengals to record new music? Not at this time, I will say. Um, again, I never say never okay. anymore. <laughs> okay, we'll take it. But thank you for that question. Okay, so then up next, this is kind of a two-part question. Uh, two different people asked that I'm kind of rolling into one A and B part question. So Will okay. William White from Los Angeles wants to know, how many guitars you own, and then Bill Gase asked, he's Paul from, Gase. Paul, oh, Gase. Paul, Paul, I'm sorry, thank you. From Huntington Beach, he wants to know what your favorite guitar is. So about how many guitars uh, and what's your favorite? Oh, good question. I have, I have an infamous guitar closet. <laughs> and at this moment in time, because I'm just not that, I'm not, I'm not Bill Mooney who knows exactly where every single guitar he owns is and they're all on his wall and they're in perfect condition. Um, I probably have 25 guitars. Wow. wow. Yeah, in various levels of playability. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm gonna say my favorite guitar, I have two favorite guitars because this is, uh, I'm gonna answer this question like this is my fire my fire question because I live in a canyon and I'm often evacuated because of fires. And it's a good question to ask yourself just philosophically, you have 30 minutes, what do you take? And I literally keep a box packed <laughs> of, of various items that I need to take, but I also bring my 74 Les Paul and my 67 Strat. Wow. So a Gibson and a Fender, you got. Yep. I go both ways. <laughs> nice, nice. That's a good question. That's a yeah. Good Which one of those 25 babies do you take out the door? Now we know. I know, right, exactly. Okay, and then uh, another question from Eric Shade, and this, the setup is a little long, but hang on. So he says, um, back in the 90s, I read a blurb by Sid Griffin that you and your sister had made some recordings under the name of the Everly Sisters. Phyllis and Donna. Is mm -hmm. this correct? <laughs> it is correct. Um, slightly obliquely because we never really released anything as Phyllis and Donna, but to Sid Griffin's point, we sang on a long writer's record, we sang harmonies as Phyllis and Donna because Sony would not allow us to perform as ourselves because back then labels would do things like that. And I don't know if they do now because I don't have a label. Um, <laughs> but we were not at liberty to perform um, as ourselves. So we became Phyllis and Donna. And, and it's something that Debbie and I just keep in our back pockets all the time. Like how fun would it be to, um, to record as Phyllis and Donna? And just a little side note, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna give you this little piece of information that hasn't been released yet. And um, the song that we did with the Longwriters was a cover of the Everly Brothers' So Sad. And that is also a song that the Action Skulls have covered. Ooh, no. It might even be on the new record. It might. No. <laughs> no. Okay. 
So we found a track called Inside Outside by a band right. called the Everly Sisters. That's not you guys. No. Okay. And Clear then up. Eric had another question and it was about a song called Renaissance Man that he was uh, aware mm -hmm. of that a 1982 or 83 composition. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He wondered whatever happened to the song Renaissance Man. It kind of was one of the few songs that escaped. Um, there were, there were a few songs that, that Suzanne and I were writing at, at that point. We were writing a lot together and Renaissance Man was was one that just never, we never recorded it. I don't even know if there's a proper demo of it. There might be somewhere Okay. to go through my cassettes. <laughs> okay, and then I had one personally that I wanted to add to the rapid, rapid fire oh. round. Will, there, will we ever hear a Vicki Peterson solo album? Again, my theme of the day is never say never. Okay. <laughs> Because it is, it's it's something that's kind of creeping to the fore. So we'll see. We'll see if it if it blossoms. Excellent. How's that for evasive answer? <laughs> well, it's not no. I mean, it's a little something. It's not a no. Not a no. It's not a hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even better. <laughs> okay, and then I'll just add one last thing for our listeners. Um, our listeners obviously know where to find you, but just in case they don't, we, you've mentioned action, action skulls, YouTube channel. Yes. Where are some other places that they can see a little bit more of you or what you're working on? Yeah. Well, um, I am on social media, although I'm a bit of a reluctant social media user. Um, but I do have a Facebook page, which is Vicki Peterson parenthesis, the bangles. Um, and that is more to be helpful in the search world because there are 450,000 Vicki Petersons. Who knew? But there are. So, <laughs> and there you go. Um, and I'm also at Twitter um, at, at Vicki Bangle because uh, George Harrison, whose birthday it was, it is today. Yes. I don't know. It won't be. I don't know when you, when you release this, but today is George's birthday. And he once called me and said, hey, Vicki Bangle. So, I, I like to use that wow. to remember him. Wow. <laughs> That's like being nice. Yeah, absolutely. Vicky Bangle. Vicky Bangle. I love that. Excellent. <laughs> well, I think I don't want I don't want Vicky Peterson to go. I, mean, <laughs> I want to just keep. I'll just be your co-host now for the rest of your episodes. How's that? Please, please. <laughs> Vicky um, Bangle. <laughs> Vicky Bangle. Um, I, I, I do want to thank you both, though, for, for having this podcast and for shining a light on, on the Paisley world and, and all the people that um, have been a part of that, because it's, it's dear to my heart in a big way. And you're a big part of it. We want to thank you so much for coming on, Vicki. We really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the invitation. Thank you, guys. And please know the door is open when the, when the new album drops. Absolutely. Running horse. Running horse. We are here. Okay, we'll you got it. I'm gonna have you on, up. and let's listen to. It. We'll uh, go through the tracks together. I We'd love, love it. it. I know how to find you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so Thank much, you. Vicky Peterson. One more time. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye, guys. Just give me a moment. Give me a moment. That was Vicky Peterson. Vicky Bangle. Vicky. Vicky Bangle, Vicky Bangle. I need to work on my Liverpudlian. You're, you're, you're pretty good with that. Uh, hey, Jeff, Annette Zelinkas, Zelinskas, Debbie Peterson, Vicky Peterson. Mm -hmm. That means one more. <laughs> Susanna Hoffs. And then we've come full circle. Could she be nicer? No, 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 no. And cooler? No, definitely. 67 Strat. 67 Strat and a 74 Les yes, Paul. There you go. There you go. Just imagine her with the box going out the door saying, these come with me. Yeah. <sighs> I think we've seen her play some of those, right? Probably. I don't know. Look, There's out of 20. We had to, I mean, you'd be, for me, I wouldn't be able to distinguish. You'd be able to point me, point out the differences, but we had to have over the years, yeah. right? Um, I really, I'm really kind of loving the Genesis story of, of Action Skulls. 
Yes. You know, like just one night, hey, let's put this together. And I like how they gel and write together, you know, like, oh, here's an idea. And then it comes back finished with change parts. Yes. Okay. That is pretty cool. Those are fun friends to have. Yeah, absolutely. And I am super. I imagine when you're talking with somebody that has the musicianship and the vocal abilities that Vicki Peterson has, that it's probably not that difficult to come up with the things that she comes up with. Because we're talking, you know, a very high caliber of musicianship. Right. And uh, and we've mentioned several times. I don't know if we know of anybody that can harmonize better than the Peterson sisters. It's, it's such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful sound, the two of them harmonizing. And so um, knowing that they've done it on, you know, three by four, obviously we have various examples of that, but on long riders records, you know, and how about that story about continental drifters? I did not know how that came into her life at such an important time. Makes it much more impactful yeah. to know what her contributions are there and how much it means to her, you know? Yeah, I remember hearing and reading about the fact that they were such big fans, her and Susan, and they went to see the Continental Drifters play who um, included a bunch of people, as, including Mark Walton, who we've had. Mark Walton, yeah. And um, they were fans at first. Vicky and Susan were fans, and then they became part of the band. And uh, she's she mentioned, and I think it's also in the liner notes, I've also read that it pretty much saved her life. It was at a very difficult time in her life, and having that project reignited her and refreshed her. And it, it goes to show how powerful music is, which we talk about quite often you know and how many times Jeff I was as she was talking I was going through the past guests that we've had we've had so many past guests that have talked about their friendship with Vicki Peterson or the impact of of what a friendship with Vicki Peterson was for them over time you know uh it's been so many people, not just U.S. fans, you know, hoodoo gurus too. You know, there's, Vicki Peterson is this really interesting link to a lot of different musicians and bands and that friendship that she has with so many different people. I mean, it goes back to our, your and my initial point when we started the podcast is there's something really special about these musicians that form the Paisley underground and even the Paisley adjacent, you know, but there's, there's this camaraderie, there's this friendship, there's this real genuine concern for one another. That's really affirming. It's really, really nice to hear. And I just loved what she said about how three by four came together and how they picked the song. She said, we, we, we all picked early works, but we wanted this album to honor each other and honor ourselves. Succinctly put, I mean, it was perfect. And think about how everything she talked about was, it was just this kind of magical moment, this, you know, she used that word a lot. It was magical. It was magical. It was magic. It was like magic. But think about it. It's these very bright moments in time. People come together and the right project comes out. You know, the beautiful sounds come yep. out. Yeah. I imagine that there was a lot of things that didn't happen in between some of these projects. Um, but these projects that we've talked about certainly um, had magical beginnings and magic to our ears we get we get we get the result of that. I mean who doesn't love hearing Vicki Peterson and then for for Vicki Peterson to say oh, you know my song she's a fantastic songwriter I mean I love her voice yeah I like her as a musician a lot but she's a great songwriter yeah. I think she's very very good and you know um 
I'm glad you 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 told her no 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 I think you're off there <laughs> I specifically remember us going through all over the place song by song when we had our, our yes. album focus on that and I yeah. recall us picking a few songs and just how powerful some of them were they were some of them were tough to hear because I think you know there were some breakup songs <laughs> sure. yeah um, I mean even Hero Takes the Fall we've discussed that um, but um and Steve Wynn had told us that that was about him. So in his own words, he said, I still think it's brilliant that Dream Syndicate chose that to cover. Exactly. But it's like facing it, you know, like embracing it. Okay. Come on. All that to say is when we were talking about that, we were commenting on how, how we really enjoyed that those songs were put together and how powerful some of those lyrics were. So, yeah. <sighs> And what I really, really enjoyed about today, Soraya, was when we were talking about the Paisley Underground, even though we didn't get to see Vicky, I could hear something in her voice that lifted up, like there was some excitement, even all these years later for, uh, for this thing that happened, that started for a very short amount of time before they all grew out of it, right? Especially the Bengals, right? The most successful right. act that came out of the scene for sure but just hearing in her voice that she still still has that paisley underground flag that she is proud to wave and i think she mentioned that not everybody is that proud of it but uh she said i am i'm one of the very proud members of the waving this flag she said i'm a proud card carrying member, <laughs> card -carrying member. proud card carrying yes, member yes. of the paisley underground and look we haven't had too many people confirm the barbecues. It happened. Mr. Chris Takovis, friend of the show, yes. and Ms. Vicki Peterson. Yep, yep. So, so those barbecues happened. Yeah. <laughs> and notice she said, <laughs> when you mentioned it, she just went, <laughs> you know, she gave a little giggle. Yeah. So there are stories there. Yeah, and I think there's some stories on Catalina Island that uh, she said there's some things that she won't share. So, yeah. That she's not at liberty, not at liberty to just yeah so yeah. but um we you know i like hearing about these kind of moments that just brought people together and just seemed kind of unusual but it it brought them it you know it created a, a real sweet bond yeah and there's a, a memory for not only for them but uh when they share for us and our listeners about that that event and and what took place there like you said that that bonding and making this movement or scene i should say gel you know what's cool about the computer besides everything well everything everything but, uh, that she said i've never left the garage i was gonna mention that too i was gonna mention that I've too never left the garage that's the spirit of what's so cool about these bands is like that spirit's still there yeah and that's something that i never realized until we started this podcast and you brought this to my attention um either directly or indirectly is one of the things that i like about certain parts of the bangles is versus other periods of the band is the edginess the um, when they were taking risks when it was um i i could never formulate that just that there was parts of I preferred over other sections and it was when you brought that to my attention that there's an edginess in some periods of the band and um I think that that's that garage that garage era that garage uh, vibe that Vicky brings so when yeah. when the band is able to to bring that out in their music I'm all in yeah I mean anyone who's watched uh, uh, been at a bangle show um they know the energy that vicky peterson brings yeah. and when you look at early clips of them please you know blows people out of the water mm -hmm. give me a break. yeah e even the, those whiskey shows that we went to i mean that, that hell yes <laughs> still there still hell there. yes yeah, yeah. <sighs> Man, I like her so much. It's just so cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right, from a running horse. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. So summer release, action skulls, not Iron Maiden opening act, right? 
but it's true. Doesn't it make you say action skulls? You know, like speed metal. You're thinking like Megadeth or right. something. Right. And then they bust out something totally different. Yeah. And still good. I mean, even the cover of Angel's Hand. Look at that. It I has mean, three skulls on it, but they have peace signs and they, they have flowers in their hair. So I just love that initial name, Peace Skulls. It's got to be Peace Skulls. No action figures. <laughs> All right. Diplomat uh, Vicky, P Vicky walks in and says, how about action skulls? Okay. The boys were so excited. <laughs> the guys are so excited. <laughs> I just love it. Yes. We did want to thank all of our listeners and Bengals fans and yes. Vicki Peterson fans for helping us out with some questions. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get to all of them. There were so many of them, but uh, we did try to. But we tried. We tried to squeeze in as many as we could in the very, in the in the very precious time that we yes, had. Absolutely, you even snuck some into the main section, right? Which was nice. Hey Amen. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right so what a good day mi gente agrubiar groove on paisley people action schools also off of our first Columbia
that other song. <laughs> and we want to, uh, I want to dedicate this to Bill Bartel, yeah. wherever you are.